The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pod of thunder and rock and roll. Here we are in our second week on the Westwood One Network. We're super excited, and I'm excited as well. I'm back from Japan and ready to talk about the Alpha versus Omega match, the classic from Wrestle Kingdom 12. With the Omega himself, well, I'm the Alpha, and Kenny the Omega returns to talk as Jericho, this time all by his lonesome, to tell you what went into the main event match at the Tokyo Dome, which a lot of people, a lot of huge experts are calling the best of Chris Jericho's career, the uh, show stealer of the night. People are saying match of the year. A couple of uh, pundits even said it's the best match of all time. That's up for you to judge, but it was a different kind of match for myself and for Kenny as well. You'll hear what he thought about it and where he goes from here. You're also going to hear the story behind Kenny's uh, ring entrance at the Tokyo Dome, what inspired it, what worked correctly, and what was actually missed from it, how the match ended up becoming a no-DQ brawl from the technical classic that we were both uh, first expecting, which parts of the match were called on the fly and why uh, and which parts uh, didn't really work out the way we thought they were going to do lots of inside uh, the ring stories talking about our favorite moments for the match and why taking table bumps in japan is so much different than the states it's an exclusive behind the scenes look from kenny and jericho alpha versus omega and let's get to it kenny omega returns to talk as jericho to talk alpha versus omega starting now all right, so um, here in the Tokyo Dome Hotel with uh, with the Omega part of Alpha vs. Omega. And um, how are you feeling? I feel like I've been through a war. I feel like <laughs> I've been beat up a little bit, but I feel really good. It's, uh, it's a great feeling to wake up after a momentous few months. Mm-hmm. The beginning and the end uh, has come and gone, but... Um, I still, the adrenaline still hasn't worn off. I still got a big smile on my face from ear to ear. It's been a fun ride. It's funny when you get up in the morning, too. Like, the, the, it's hard to, for people that aren't in the business to understand this. Like, oh, you must be feeling pretty sore. It's like, yeah, it's like a badge of honor. Yes. You're right, I yes. do. And then you look in the mirror and, like, you're seeing like, all these marks and all these, like, slices and slashes. Yeah. And it's like, you don't even know where it came from. No. Yeah, exactly. I, it's, it's, that's actually part of the fun part, too, is trying to decipher, what's this one from? What's that one from? Like, how do I have a mark here? How do I have a cut here? And you try to replay the match in, in your head and, and try to figure out exactly where it happened. That's, I mean, I've never uh, actually drank alcohol before, but I guess that would be That's right. when you black out and you can't remember anything, trying to figure out I what can vouch for that. Before. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I guess, you know, we've all watched The Hangover or whatever, mm-hmm. so it's a lot like that. 
but yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's like a badge of honor. And uh, even though we're sore today, as long as you don't have any big injuries or injuries right. that, that are going to put you on the shelf, you're kind of proud of feeling that way. Like you actually worked hard. And that was sort of the story of, of what we, of what we put together mm-hmm. was that we were going to fight each other. And, uh, you know, it felt like a fight while we were out there. And, uh, yeah, I actually watched it back. I never really watched my stuff back, um, mm-hmm. that quickly, but it, it looked like a fight on, on, on tape. So, you know what I was too, cause there's going to be people that are going, Oh sure. They just had this big war and the next day they're doing a podcast to talk about the match. But like, you know, obviously the guy, we all know it's, 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 it's kind of strange. Yeah, yeah. But it's show yeah. business, right? Right. But, but, but in the match, yep. Like in the heat of the match, it does feel like a fight, and there is yes. there's some live rounds going back and forth. Definitely, you know, and people are saying like, "You guys are beating the shit out of each other." It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you damn right we were. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I I can't remember a time when uh, it was just kind of free time, you know, ad lib, mm-hmm. like having fun, just walking, talking, and 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 throwing some some haymakers out there. It was uh, a very physical and just very sort of free flowing fight. Yeah. And uh, I mean that, and for anyone that trains, uh, you know, mixed martial arts, boxing, any any sort of uh, contact sport, I mean, when you train hard and when you're sparring or whatever, you, you're actually throwing throwing your stuff in. And uh, yes, we we have to we have to treat this as a job. We we don't want to kill each other for real, mm-hmm. put someone in the grave or break their leg, break their arm or whatever. But um, you know, there was a business to this match where we actually had to make it count. Mm-hmm. And um, we went in there with that understanding and beat each other up a little bit. And that's just how it goes sometimes. But, you know, it's funny, too. Like, we, we never expected, like, when we, you know, we'll talk about how the, the genesis of this. But mm. once we got into the angle of yeah. the Fukuoka, the Fukuoka beatdown and the press conference, where if anyone didn't see that, I attacked you from behind. I beat yep. you up, bloodied you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day, you kind of got your revenge at the press conference. Where you attacked me, threw me over the table, big pull apart. Yep. It really changed the tone of yeah. the match that that we were going to have. Yes, and yeah, and I and I I still believe that that's because since day one we've been gauging this thing by the feeling, mm-hmm. the atmosphere of of the building, the atmosphere of the people, the atmosphere of you know the people talking about it digitally on social media, and uh, we changed things accordingly. We never knew where it was going to go. We sort of had an idea, but I think. To allow this thing to evolve organically was probably the reason why it was so successful. I yeah, think. and it's funny because I, I was reading because there's a lot of people at first that were focused on the age of Jericho and the age of Kenny. Chris oh. is 47. It's like, well, obviously he knew he yeah. couldn't keep up with Omega, so they did a no DQ hardcore. Oh. You know, it's going <laughs> to be a garbage match. That was never yeah. anyone. There was never the intention to do no, no DQ. It just got so right. violent, and, yes. and and people responded to it so yep. well. We were like this. This needs to not be yeah. what we originally wanted it to be, which was going to be kind yep. of a Omega Okada style match. And it got to a yeah. Originally, you know, we thought it was going to be that we wanted. Yeah. yeah. And and it got to a point where it was like, okay, it's so bad, we can't even be in the same room together now. Yeah. Like, how are we going to do press conferences? How are we going to do media? Mm-hmm. We couldn't do it. We had to we had to separate ourselves on the emergency press conference where I had to speak first, leave the room, then you had to come in, and it was to a point where it was like it was going to be that I I do my bit, you do your bit, and then it was like. Okay, wait a minute. You beat me up so bad. I've got to come back and beat the shit of you now too. Right. It just that's the way things evolved and it just felt right, so that's how we decided to go about it. And yeah, whatever. You're 47 and I'm 34, but 
I feel like I'm 67, so it doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that, that Age was matter. not even an issue. It was yeah, not. But not I, that, at that all. Thing, just like the, it was the original plan for, was for not yeah. to be no DQ. Right. But let's go back to how this so, – so I'll tell you my side of it. Sure. And um, it was Don just calling me. Don Callis, obviously – which once again, I talked with Don about this, but mm. Don is my friend for 27 years, 26 yeah. years. Don's original first manager, the Golden Sheik, was your uncle. Right. Yes. And Don used to book you on independent Winnipeg <laughs> yes. shows. He was the first guy to give me like a quote unquote break. That was literally, we would consider that the WWE. Like if you got booked by Don, you're on, <laughs> on your way up for real. And, and Don, I was kind of treated like uh the redheaded stepchild on on the indies that i came up in because i was sort in winnipeg of, yeah because yeah. i was sort of like a uh, you know the high spot guy I just always wanted to do cool flashy moves i was a huge fan of rvd mm. and oh yeah and actually of you as oh, well cool. it was that era right? right so i was i was i was a fan of what rvd was doing in ecw and i was that was about the time when you were doing the cruiserweight thing in wcw yeah. right yeah yeah so i was like yeah i'm watching the alternatives to wwe now and I wanted to mirror that path. So I'm trying to be sort of cutting edge. I'm trying to do like, you know, groundbreaking stuff. And my promotion in the city just wasn't really cool with that. Was it but, River City Wrestling? Or? Uh, it was the next promotion. Okay. Like, River City ceased to exist briefly. And then PCW started. Okay. Up. But it was pretty much just River City Wrestling Redux. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was Don saying like, hey, you know what? This kid brings it. Like he actually wants to steal the show. He's trying to do something new and I can help him. And everyone's like, what do you mean? Like, you know, are you sure you don't want Vance Nevada and Bobby J and all these other guys? Bobby J, um, <laughs> whose original name when I was working with him was Bobby Janetti. Right. Yes. He yes. vaguely resembled yes. Marty Janetti. Yeah. And you know what? He's uh, he his beautiful Bobby J character is actually really funny. Yeah. He's. he's He's got a good little shtick that he can use in bar shows and all that. I still find it real funny. Um, <laughs> I think Vance was doing like a luchador catastrophe gimmick there. Okay. But, um, anyway. But instead of using those guys, he would give you a shot. Right. Yeah. And and everyone that went there had to wear masks. And he's like, no, I don't want you wearing a mask. Like, mm-hmm. I want, want to sort of develop you. And he didn't know I was, you know, uh, related to the sheet. He didn't even know that. Yeah. She no passed away. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 So it was just, he saw something in me. So he gave me an opportunity and he even allowed me to, to develop promo skills. He gave me some mic time. So a lot of my early development was because of Don and, and mm. that he believed in me that I could be something. And then conversely, when the uh, opening for the job for the announcer of new Japan world, English announcer yep. came up, you actually suggested to new Japan to use Don. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Uh, I didn't think he would even, be interested in it do you remember first of all when we did our podcast last christmas of course with yep. the three of us yeah i was hooked me up kid yeah and then you're like I'm, that's a good idea yeah well it, it, well actually at first it was like well you know hook you know he was hooked me up kid or whatever <laughs> and i was like uh okay yeah, yeah real funny like you got a great cushy government job there's mm-hmm. no way you want yeah, it you know what I mean? this shit yeah. yeah 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 but he's like no seriously if there's anything i can do and i was like well the timing was impeccable because we just lost carino and um, we needed somebody. And I'd always loved the way Don did his commentary. He was Tremendous. great. Yeah, he's yeah great. great on commentary, great on the mic, um, understands the business, mm-hmm. just one of the greatest minds I've ever spoken to about wrestling. He right. gets it. He doesn't care. He's not trying to kiss anyone's ass or worried about what anyone thinks. So his opinion is truly what he feels and what he thinks. So I really thought he was the, a good guy for the job, not just because uh, you know, I had the relation to him and, and he was mm-hmm. a friend and, and kind of somewhat family as well. But because I actually thought also on top of that, that he was the best guy for the job. So who did you approach? Uh, I talked to Gato right away. 
Yeah, I talked to Gato immediately, and I had said like, "Hey, Gato, I know we we need a commentary, dude, and I have just the guy. You know, do you know Don Callis?" And he goes, "No." <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, um, let me think." I'm like, "Cyrus the Virus." Uh, no. <laughs> so I'm like, the jackal? And he's like, maybe. And I'm like, because, uh, you know, That's Gato. A pretty good yeah, Gato. Yeah, so Gato, Gato loves WWE guys. Yeah. So I'm trying to, like, okay, the jackal. He did the jackal thing. I was like, uh, so I try to send him, like, pictures of when he was doing the Truth Commission. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I don't know that. So, <laughs> so I was like, oh, man. So I was like, okay. So I was, well, just trust me. He's really, really good. One of the best, like, Mike guys you could ever ask for. Like, he's our man and he's like okay well maybe we'll do like a trial basis and then rocky kind of stepped in and you know we were sort of going back and forth and um you know finally uh and actually well i don't know if i should tell this story or not mm-hmm. but there's a i said if you you need kind of proof as to how he talks he's he's doing a podcast now <laughs> this is great yeah you gotta tell this story. okay i'll tell the story he's like he's actually doing a podcast now so you could give it a listen it's on the, the jericho network and uh they got like a weekly show and uh, he, of course, it isn't com- wrestling commentary, says, but you can get a feel for how he is on the microphone. Mm. So they listen to him and he goes, oh, this is actually great. Okay, we're going to contact him. I was like, awesome. I'll tell Don right away. I said, Don, expect the call. And he's like, well, okay, we is in. You know, it's like, <laughs> probably like today, probably today. It's coming like right away. He's like, okay. And then I'm waiting. I'm like, anything? He's like, no. Anything? No. The next day, I get an email. They called Lance Storm. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no. So they offered the job to Lance Storm originally. They, they listened to Lance and Don. Did yeah. they think that Don was Lance? Or they that, just they, like- yes, they thought that Don, they thought that the person that I was trying to introduce them to was actually Lance Storm because I said, here's this guy that was in, du- <laughs> you know, uh, ECW, a guy that was in WWE. Probably, oh, Lance Storm. Yeah. Like, oh, I get it. Yeah, Lance Storm. He it's was so there. Great. Yeah. It's so great. So great. He it, was so mad about that, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then Lance was totally cool mm-hmm. about it and he was like, I I think you probably mean Don Callis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Don gets the job, right? And he's, you know, right away does really good. So yeah, exactly. Going back to what I said, he calls me one day. Goes, hey, what do you think about what do you think about you and uh, Kizani at the yeah yeah <laughs> the last guy that still used Kizani yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the dome. Yeah, and uh, he uh, he was expecting that I would be like yeah whatever, but he was I was like. What do you mean? He goes. What do you What do you think? I said. Well, it's, it could happen. Like yeah. it's right now. Out of all the times in my career, yep. now is the time because mm-hmm. I don't have a, a contract with WWE. I have really nothing going on in that time frame. This could really work. Yeah. And he said, "Well, I'll go ask Kenny and see what he says." Yeah. And I think like my reaction was probably well. I don't know. I don't know how my reaction was probably a lot different than yours because he's like, "What do you think of you and Jericho at the Dome?" And at the time, I was I was desperately searching for something to do at the dome. I really wanted to make an impact, and it was almost like, "Come on, man, don't dangle the carrot." Mm. Like this would be what I need, so don't throw fantasy matches at me yeah. when I'm when I've got nothing right now. And um, I was like, "Okay, yeah, of course it would be great," but like, why why even bring that up, man? You know what I mean? He's like, "Well, no, says, I think he might actually want to do it." And I never knew your situation, mm. and I never would have thought that you would you'd be interested in coming. Mm. So I just thought it was like, well, Jesus, if this is a possibility, I I definitely want to do it. But even then, and and at that point, we were in contact because I'd done your podcast, I had your yeah, number, yeah, yeah. but I was still sort of 
really afraid to contact you directly about it because it was, you know, just on saying like, what about this idea? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to come to you and offend you saying like, hey, so uh, what about the- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because there's a process to these things. And it, I know it, it, it's there's, you know, there's a business side of things. It's not just even if you want to do something, it, it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of wanted to sit on it. And like, if we really want to do it, like I'm going to do everything I can to make it happen. Um, so I was excited about the idea, but I didn't want to get my hopes up, but I was also afraid to contact you as well. Um, just, I didn't want to look like a jackass yeah. in case I was like, you know, whatatever I was smashing, I was joking kid or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, there was, I was totally joking. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, ah, uh, I uh, wasn't serious. Oh yeah. It's like, you Who think I would again? actually want to come wrestle you. Like, <laughs> so no. when, when, when you finally got to the next stage then, like, did we talk on the phone or did uh, we, we, well, I, next thing or? Don actually contacted me again. He said, have you gotten with Jericho yet? Or have you heard anything from Jericho? And I said, no. And I said, are you, you telling me he's actually like serious about it? He's like, I'm telling you, he actually is, is legitimately interested. Mm. So I said, wow, okay, well, let's do this then. Mm. And then that's, I believe that's when I contacted you or was it you contacted me? I'm not sure what it was. Yeah, it was one of the other, but yeah, I just said like, hey, like, let's, let's, let's make this happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what it is that you need Mm -hmm. to make this happen, but whatever it is that you need, you deserve it. Mm -hmm. So let's make it happen. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um you know, New Japan is kind of weird sometimes with how they organize their business meetings and all that, but they were really cool about it. And they even went to you, which I, well, I again, really appreciate. Did you go to Gato? And say I went that? to Gato and I said, like, hey. And Gato is the booker of New Japan. He's yeah. the boss. Yeah. And I said, like, I don't mind being the mediator. I can translate things back and forth if you want me to. You can use Tiger if you want, which in hindsight was maybe not the <laughs> I best love decision, Tiger, but yeah, not the yeah. best uh, speaking of English. And it's so funny because yeah. he's what, what ninety years old. I mean, you've been right. living in New York City for sixty years. You still don't speak English, and it's okay. He's not going to hear this. If he does, he won't understand it anyways. No, yep, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So when you pitched it to Gato, was yes. he like, like seriously? Or yeah, was he really? same same reaction. He was like, he's like, he's like. You're- for, for real you know for real i'm like yeah for real man so he's like he's really like he's like, he's like wow i want to do that and i was like okay he's like so he's like so he's like so there's no like there's no concrete plan for me right now and he's like no i was waiting for your idea um because they really wanted to shotgun me and abushi for the dome just for like hey let's just because you guys have had a big right, history, but right? It, yeah, yeah huge history but it was just kind of like well, you know, Kenny's had these good matches, and that'll be a good match. So let's mm-hmm. just do it. Mm-hmm. And you, like, you know me, I, I, I'm not that kind of guy. Like, I don't, I don't just want to go out there and just to. You want a reason? A story. I want a reason, yeah. and the story is so important, and the emotion is even more important than that. And the fact that we had discussed this idea well in advance, we still had, we had time to tell a story, mm-hmm. and it was just something so groundbreaking and cool. Like, it's business changing. So I really wanted that to be the thing. And uh, and Gato was like, wow. And he's like, I want to do that. It's like, are you sure Jericho wants to do it? And I said, yeah, I'm sure. And he's like, can you do it? And I said, I think so. And um, they said, okay, well, can you put me in contact? Yes. And next thing you knew, uh, they had at least two dudes from Japan. Or- yeah, well, it's funny, too, because I remember when was, we were trying to contact him and like he had Gato had two separate emails. Yes. And the thing that's really weird, too, is that the emails I get from him when I finally got one, because it was like a month after, because we were like, did you hear anything? I'm like, no. And I wasn't going to reach out to them. 
And then one day I get an email and it's in a, a all Japanese, a, a Japanese, yeah. yeah. And I remember someone's like, "What the hell is this, man?" So whenever I yeah. try and look up Gato's email, I can't. I don't have a character on my phone, right? For Gato, so I got to scroll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you need that. You would need the Japanese keyboard. To yeah, do there's it, no right? way. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So every time to this day, it's like I got to scroll, scroll. But um, he said, uh, you know, I, I, I want to talk to you about mm-hmm. Kenny. And are you interested? And you know, his emails are very broken English, of but, course. You can understand. We yep. all knew it was up. And that's when he said, we're going to be in New York. I was in New York. I had a book signing. I told mm-hmm. him the dates. And they came with Gato, Tiger, who lives in New York. Rocky was there. And, and the uh, president, Sugo- right? Ashi, yep. Yep. was the president of New Japan. And that's when I knew. And I've told the story just last week when we talked about Wrestle Kingdom with Don. But I knew how serious they were when there was four of them coming from Japan. Yeah. And I was like, "What? what do you, like, is there like Ring of Honor shows or something? He goes, no, we just no. came to talk to you. No. And that's when you know that there's some some, yep. some stuff. Yep, yep. So, you know, long story short, it took a while to put the, the yeah. deal together. A couple of follies. A couple in the, of follies. Uh, yeah, a couple of misses in translation. And but, I felt bad yeah. for you because you were always the guy that would be like hearing like, uh, things yes. are looking good. Things are falling apart. Yeah. Things are done. Yeah. And you were just like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because Don was like, if things go really bad, tell Kenny because Kenny can freak out yes. on him because he really wants this too. Yeah. And the, the worst part was, was like, when I... In, in my mind, I kept thinking about, like, what are the possible things that could go wrong? I'm thinking, okay, you know, it could be a money issue. It could be um, that they want to ask more from you than you than you have available, like, for in terms of availability. Mm-hmm. Because the way it usually works is, you know, they, they when they bring in a new talent, they, they kind of want some sort of commitment, like, you know, five dates or six dates yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, like, okay, Jericho might not have that kind of time to give, especially now that he's touring. Which he didn't. Yeah. Exactly. He didn't whatsoever and i was actually just cool with telling our story the videos if we had to leading up to the match if if we had to do it that mm. way but so i really just wanted to hammer home like we will tell the story and make it work regardless of how we have to do it even if we have to do it mainly just on social media we will get people hyped yeah if we have to do it with telling videos we will get people hyped if we have to do like the old school like satellite phone conversation, you know what I mean? Like whatever. Like we'll make sure people are looking forward to this match. Says, but like, don't do like your classic deal. Like, okay, we're gonna put Jericho on like a weekly deal, and he's gotta wrestle ten dates or whatever, and it's yeah. gotta be for X amount. Let's just make it happen. Yeah, and at the time too, I didn't know what the reaction of the WWE would be, and with right. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because we didn't know that. Yeah, and I was because I told you like I gotta tell him. Yep. And I didn't know like he could tell me to go f- yourself or. or- <sighs> What am I going to do in this situation? But when, you know, once we finally did kind of kind of get it hammered mm-hmm, out, mm-hmm. I had an idea in mind because I actually came. You and I had spoken a little bit about an idea. Did we? I think you and I oh, and yeah. Don got in a call, didn't we? Yep, we did. A, we, we did a conference a, yeah, call. We did. We did a conference call. And we just kind of like hammered out uh, ideas. And um, I remember that's when I, I was I was sort of very committed to what I just said previous, like. However it is that we can make this work, let's make it work. So I was talking about, like, how are we going to build this on Twitter? How are we going to build this using, uh, you know, video promos and stuff like that? And uh, I remember you suggesting, like, well, no, I'll I'll come yeah. down there. Yeah. I'll come, like, I'll come down there. Like, we'll, we'll, and I'll, I'll even come down there to do media and all that. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, okay, well, now this is going to be huge then. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. And that's what I wanted. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to do, like. If we're going to do this, do it right, especially yeah. when we put the deal together. And plus, I know how important it was to you, how important it is to me. Mm. This has to be great. And yeah. you can't be lazy about it. Just do a video. And that worked out really well. When that it video did. drops. Yeah. I was in England at the time and I woke up, mm. you know, and, you know, 75 texts and then everyone's talking about it. Yeah. No one expected it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, just to get down that conference call and just sort of just feeling out how it would play out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really kind of gave me goosebumps. Like this is, this could be a real cool thing. Not only because we're going to hit all the mediums, like there's going to be a video, there's going to be sort of a social media battle. Which people really believe in. That, you know I what mean? forgot about that yeah. part before the video play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was was I think that might have been okay. So what what happened? Just go back to the to the meeting. Yeah. Um. Uh. In New York City was I I had we talked about the the you me and Don mm-hmm. and the suggestion was post a tweet first. Let's make it organic. We're like Jericho yep. and Kenny are getting into this issue with each other. Yeah. Like, you know what's what's their problem? Yeah. And what I did was was I had my friend Jeff yep. who lives in Las Vegas but also is from Cats. No, 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 not Jeff Katz. <laughs> okay. Never mention that name again. Yeah, to oh, me. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, his name is his name is, is Red Solo Cup Jeff, who's also from Winnipeg. Oh, so a Winnipegger. Yeah. I said I want you to tweet this yep. at twelve o'clock this evening. Of like you know, uh, uh, Kenny Omega is just watched Okada and Omega, and he's the yeah. best in the world. And I was like, best in the world is not even the best in Winnipeg. And then you said, don't meet your heroes because they're corporate stooges, and right. then <laughs> we're off and running. Yeah. And it was funny to kind of see what each one of us would come up with. Yeah. But people thought that we had worked ourselves into this shoot, right? And, and this is sort of coming off when the Young Bucks and Cody and all them just sort of did the fake invasion angle, mm-hmm. and a lot of the WWE guys weren't responding mm-hmm. on Twitter using social media and and saying dastardly things about one another <laughs> so it's like this kind of became commonplace mm-hmm. like people take to social media now and they're not afraid to tag someone in in a derogatory comment or not afraid to just mention someone so like and and what you said wasn't even really that derogatory it was just it was just an opinion mm-hmm. so and which is what i liked about it because it was like oh can yeah. make us a jerk off it's like okay i see where this is going already yeah. if i was really going to say something about you it right. would be something that like that it couldn't yeah. be over the top right yeah and I liked how it was subtle. And maybe, you know, people kind of got like, wait a minute. Is this something? Well, we don't know because it could be anything. Mm-hmm. And I remember at one point when uh, it started to kind of go off the rails and people started to get into like fantasy booker mode. They're like, I, I really have to side rail this thing. Like I have, to, I have to pull this thing off the tracks. So I, I remember putting that tweet out saying like, hey, there's not going to be a payoff. So just kind of like F off, buddy. Right. You know what I mean, yeah, you're here. I'm yeah. there. And then everyone's like, oh. Oh, yeah, you know, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, so you're not going to do the cruise either? It's and like, that's what no. I was laughing about. Like, yeah. as if we would start an angle, yeah. you know, in September for a cruise the following October. Right, right, but right. that's what people thought for a yep, while. That it was going to be they that, did. you know? Uh, and so, so, so I was going to ask you, too, when we talked about kind of the Fukuoka yeah. attack, you know, because we, we had built up with the video. Yep. No, actually, sort of the video. Yeah. When the video aired, I think it was in Osaka. Osaka, yep. Nobody knew, right? No one knew. No one, absolutely no one. Well, I can't say no one knew because Don knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did clue in the bucks, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. I can't. I don't. Well, I don't. I don't even know if Kevin knew. To be honest, I'm not so. sure if he did. Maybe Don. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he might have clued him, him in. But but I know that yeah. Okada did an interview saying that he had no idea. Yeah, no, none like, of the, none of those he's guys. He's the champ, yeah. right? Exactly. <laughs> when you came into the dressing room afterwards, was there like were people buzzing about it? Asking oh yeah, about it? and they were yeah. like, "That was so cool. We had no idea." Mm-hmm. And it's like. People like even the guys we were working with, they sort of like momentarily became fans again. Yeah. I was like, and that's what I'm like when I'm um, in the G1 or I'm watching like a best of super juniors. That's the most fun time for me to be in the locker room because I can watch all these tournament matches and I don't want to know the finishes. I don't want to know who's going up. Like I, I just kind of watch it and just kind of watch it play out and it's and it's fun to not know 
mm-hmm. sometimes. And it wasn't like everyone's like, how couldn't you tell me? Like, I'm so offended. No, everyone was, it was, everyone's happy. They're like, that was so cool. Cause it's so rare to surprise people. Yeah. Nowadays yeah. In this day and age. And if you can, especially, I was thinking, it's like, I'm not even there. I'm not even in control. I don't know who knows about this. I don't know who has mm-hmm. to press play yeah, on yeah, the video. Yeah. All that right. stuff, right? Yep, yep. And and I couldn't believe that there wouldn't be some guy yes. who's like a cable runner or something yeah. as a big fan that would say, oh my gosh, this video's coming. Yes. Nothing happened. Nothing. Every, you know? Every, we trusted the right people yeah. and uh, nothing came out. So whoever whoever was in the know that protected <laughs> the secret, thank you very much. It was uh, it's much appreciated. I think too, like another thing I really liked about this, you mentioned like it was it makes us all fans. It made me a fan too because to be able to do something where uh, it's completely off the rocker, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. off the beaten path. Like I always say, it reminded me of kind of a, a Japanese wrestling version of Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. Yep. Is that a match that no one ever thought was going to happen? So as soon as it's announced, yep. it's got a huge buzz to it, yeah. just by proxy of the fact that it's happening, right? You know, and that buzz was everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh... <laughs> It it really became uh, I don't know viral would be the right word but it was yeah it was, it was viral okay sure yeah it became viral because it was viral yeah, yeah. because it, the the announcement itself kind of became infectious and mm. then it spread all over Japan it spread all over uh, you know social media especially and uh, it really gave people something to look forward to well in advance for the dome but then they thought okay there's the announcement that's what I'm doing yeah see you guys there right and. Then we just one-upped it from there again, and we just kept going with it. Which and, is and once real- again, I knew that there had to be a physical altercation. Yeah, which is- because just announcing it is great, but I mean that's a kind of a let's even like if Brock announces a match, for example, Brock yeah. announces, you don't see much, but there will be some sort of build-up to it, of course. And to do the old, I mean, gosh, it's as simple as the time-honored tradition of wrestling: turn the lights off. Yep. Turn them on. There he is. And there he is yeah. with the decoy video, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, to me, was a really cool moment because, you yeah. know, Japanese are to hear them all yeah. buzzing. Right. You yeah, know, yeah. and then turn it and off we go. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, and that sort of brought me back to, like, you know, the golden age when I was watching, uh, you know, before I got into the business, just they would do that stuff all the time. Mm. You know, the, the video decoy or something. Famous some guys, ECW yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ECW thing or even, in, you know, in the Attitude Era, you know, guy'd be standing on the ramp as a decoy, but then, you know, from behind, here comes someone else. Like, it's... Right. We, we just don't do that here. And I think not... That was also elevated by the fact that no one thought they would see you in the flesh yeah. before the actual dome. Like, why why would you come, mm. come to Fukuoka? You know, and, and that was kind of the thing, too, was like... Maybe if you did come down, it'd be Tokyo. You know what I mean? Just for ease of travel. Right. We came all the way out to Fukuoka. It's like, what the yeah, heck? Yeah, and I was worried once again that someone's going to see me. Right, I right. fly oh, in me too. Haneda, I, yeah. And then take another, stay overnight in Haneda, then take another yeah. flight to Fukuoka. And then I even check into a hotel all day. Yeah. I'm like, someone's going to see. And then get to the venue, secret room. We yeah. meet, secret meeting, go over it. It was destiny, I suppose. Somehow yeah. it came off without a hitch. It's crazy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, this is 
Chris Jericho inviting you to the first ever rock and wrestling rager at sea. Picture this. Rock and roll, wrestling, comedy, live podcasting, all on the open ocean from October 27th to the 31st, 2018 from Miami to Nassau. I'm bringing Hall of Fame wrestlers, some of the greatest rock and roll bands on the planet, and putting the first wrestling ring on a cruise ship ever. Don't be a stupid idiot. Make the list. Check us out at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. This, this is Talk is Jericho. So let's talk about the actual, um, about the match itself. So we, we mentioned how we kind of changed the idea and the focus of the mm-hmm, match mm-hmm. from being kind of more of a technical, quote-unquote, you know, Omega classic match to being more of this no-DQ brawlish match, but still having some real good technique to it. Yes. And you I, know? yeah, um, definitely like... The whole dynamic changed after the press conference. Well, after the, the attack from behind the press conference, we really felt that we had to go about it this way. And I remember we had a small little discussion about like, do we make this thing a no DQ? Because it's gonna it's gonna kinda go a little crazy or it has the possibility to go crazy. Mm-hmm. And we didn't want to put the referee in a situation where it was like Okay, these guys are aren't even abiding by any rules. Which I find they do quite a bit on New Japan. They did they do. They, they did do. it yesterday on the show. Like Yeah. I would say Four out of nine matches might as well have been no DQs. Agreed. But yep. at least for us, it was. Right. So there's yep. an excuse to do all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and there's an excuse for us to do it right in front of the referee's face. Yeah. We don't have to worry about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to worry about burying yep. the referee. No. And uh, all, all we wanted uh, was just for the referee to try to enforce the rules. Mm-hmm. You know? But of course, there's no DQ, so he really can't. Right. Um, do you remember when... Uh, the first time I had you in the hold, uh, when you when you went for the Frankenstein, I put you in the walls. Yeah, yeah. You made it to the ropes. Uh, Uno, the referee, he was like counting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, it's no DQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, kept yeah. counting. I think he said no DQ, jackass. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's no DQ. And he's looking at me with this weird look. Yeah, like, huh? It's no DQ. Yeah. I don't. He don't have to let go of the ropes. He don't have to yeah, let go. Yeah. But yeah, but we wanted to have that option to, right. to be able to do what we want with the freedom of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I got that idea from, um, I worked a program with Rey Mysterio, one of my all-time favorite programs. Oh, yeah. In 2009. Mm-hmm. And they have this, uh, this pay-per-view called Extreme Rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where everyone is cage match and ladder match and you know chair match yep. and table match, and I was like, they're like, well, we're gonna put you in a cage. I'm like, there's no reason for this to be in a cage. <laughs> the whole concept of Ray Mysterio and what we do is, yeah. you know, I mean, Ray, you, you, we, there's not, it's not it's all about diving, but you know, there's a six. He can't even do a six one nine in a cage. Yeah, well, he'd clip his toes in the right. cage. Yeah. So like, what are you gonna do then? I'm like, well, can't we just make it like a no DQ or an extreme rules match? Yeah. He goes, well, what are you gonna do? I said, that's the point. We don't have to do anything, but we build it all. We do a great match and yep. build it up to one chair spot at the end. There's your extreme rules or no DQ. Yeah. Everyone's happy, and we can still keep the integrity yep. of of our match quality and, yep. and, and what we're doing here. And that's kind of what I think we wanted to do for this as well. Yeah, and I think it worked out great. Yeah, um, I'm pff, looking back at it now. It's just it was cool just to feel like. It was really just us out there, mm. two guys fighting. Uh, you know, sometimes you feel like you're more cognitive of the referee being there as a presence, or you know, the seconds or whatever. But I really felt like it was just there. There could have been thirty six thousand people there, or whatever it was, or there could have been zero. I just felt like it was just me and you fighting around, trying to beat the crap out of each other, and that was a real cool feeling. Not having to really worry about anything, just go by the feeling of it, which is pretty much how the entire angle came came to be mm-hmm. was we we felt the atmosphere we felt the emotion and we adapted to that and even in the match 
I don't know how how much how we much can, it definitely we, we can give some of our tricks away. Not all, right. But we'll give, yeah, we'll but I what people may or may not know was that there was a lot of stuff just on the fly, and it just we just tossed it in there because it just felt right. Well, one of my favorite ones is is that um, you know earlier in the day we had gone to the dome to kind of look around. We had yep. some ideas. We we had gone to the dojo the couple of days before and come up with a template of what we want to do. Yeah. But then you actually have to go to the dome and see the setup. Of course. Yep. And so one of the things that we were thinking was for you to for, was for me to put you in the walls on the floor. Yep. And then to you know you don't go and I slingshot you. Yep. And you land on something and give me a moonsault. Yep. Barricade stairs, whatever it may yep. be. So what did we decide to do? <laughs> well, we were Ta- Tana's match had just finished. We were up. We were yeah. already suited up, ready to go. We had to go, and we decided. Well, no, to- but what the original idea was when we were out there. Oh, oh, when you're out there, yeah, yeah. So that, yeah. So I, I went to go um, eyeball the area by myself, just you know, because there's staff and everything's heavily kayfabe. It's really kayfabe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the fence, the fences of the Tokyo Dome, because there's like a sort of a tier level. Where the floor section is, it it drops down from the stage that the ring yeah, is on. Yeah, there's like a ledge there, like a little pit yeah, or something. Yeah, so the the guardrails actually are raised very high from the floor. So taking a slingshot and and somehow dead jumping to the guardrail, which is really rickety, was impossible. But there was this other guardrail that was protect, protecting the scaffolding, like the lighting rig. And I thought, okay, well, this is more sturdy. I can do that. And then the right. area that yeah, and then the area that I wanted to do it at had a had a camera screwed in, so it was just blocking the the path to do it in. Okay, let's go to the opposite way. That's the only one that isn't taped down, so it's really rickety too. And it's like, okay, but wait a minute, well, there's there's got to be a way to do this. Okay, what if I one step it and then hop up to the actual like scaffold, yeah, yeah, the actual scaffold yeah. itself. And like, okay, that's cool. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, and I'll hit this cool moonsault. And we went through it. We're like, yeah, yeah it's gonna be great. And we're gonna do a double count out. And yeah, the count out. Yeah. What we forgot is that there's seven matches before ours with everybody doing every move yes, under the, the sun. Yes, yes, So yes, we're yes. watching Tanahashi's matches right, right before us. Yeah, and uh, we're just going over our stuff. Just one last, one last small little clarification yeah, we're, process. We're in the dressing room, and because we're in the dome, we both have to take like a, a van yeah. to drive us around the which, dome. Yeah, which is cool because you actually leave the dome. Yeah, and you're on like the street. Right. Yeah, you're on. The, you're just kind of on the street for a second. You have to circle around and, and go back into the dome. And when you go in the dome, they have two doors like an air portal, and you walk in one yeah. door and it closes, and then the other door opens because it's a dome. And if you open the door, it's like it would yeah. deflate or something. Yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. The air pressurization. Yeah, pressurization. So yeah. we're, we're in our secret room right next to right. basically the stage. Right. And. uh you know, Nick and Matt are there because they always go out with me for the big matches, and they're they're just kind of listening in. And they said, like, hey, like that idea is almost like a carbon copy of what Osprey just did. And I was like, oh yeah, leave it to the junior guys to literally, you know, <laughs> to not move. yeah, to not only go twenty minutes over their time, but to want to get <laughs> do every move that's ever existed in pro wrestling. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know what? I I can't even get mad because that's just like that's the nature of the beast. That's just how they will always be. Yeah. And I said, and we're good enough to come up with something different. Right. So right, let's right. let's be the guys to do that. Yeah. And uh, they were like, the, so, yeah. The other way you can look at it is like, well, it's our match and it's different from theirs of and course. you'll do it better. But yeah, deep down inside, you're like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. No, deep down, deep down inside, I was like, oh, that sucks because that was such a cool idea. Yeah. Um, but I also had sort of a point of pride where I was like, no, we can be the guys 
to be the bigger man yeah. and show them that we can adapt to the situation. And I said, and make, yeah, with like 45 years of experience between us, yeah, we can't think exactly, of something else yeah. right now. Yeah. We don't need to be here. <laughs> and, and But the funny thing was, it was like, we if we can't think of something else, like, you know, whatever, we shouldn't be here. And then what we came up with was like, let's just play around on the outside and then get back to the ring. But we'll figure something you know, yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Out there. Yeah, yeah, and then we did. And we did. Yeah. And it was, and that was actually one of, one of the most fun parts of the match for me. Because, mm. you know, I'm, th- I'm throwing tables, throwing monitors. I put a table on you improv and stomped you off the girder instead of, and then, you know, the suplex back in. Well, it was cool because the idea was that, is that right beforehand, you did the springboard crossbody uh, right. to the floor. Yes. And the idea was to, to hit Don Callis. I would yeah. go out of the way and you would hit Don. Yeah. But when you jumped, it's not exactly what happened. Right. Oh, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> when I when I stood up on the top, I saw just how far Don was. He was like almost in the front row of, of where the fans are. Yeah. And for the people that don't know, like there's a huge gap. Like the, the guardrail is way further in the Tokyo Dome for us on, on that show specifically. And then there's a another big space. Then there's a commentary table. And then there's another big space in the front row. And Don was almost near the front row. So we're talking like a 30-foot leap. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I've got – I used to have hops back in the day. But even right, back right. in the day, like I don't even know if I can make this jump. I said, okay, I'll aim for Jericho like how we'd planned. He's going to bail. And Don's probably not going to be there. But the table's there. So I'm just going to make it look like I'm losing all control and whatever happens, happens. And I ended up clipping Don and then crashing and burning through the table. And it looked better than how I pictured Unbelievable. it. So you're, yeah. you're deciding this right before you do Literally, the it, yeah, as Yeah. As I'm seeing it, I'm kind of like scanning the situation. And then when I was up in the air uh, and kind of, you know, you briefly stand on the top of the springboard. I was like, this is probably the way to do it mm-hmm. is to kind of jump cleanly, but then make it look like, oh, my God. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, sort of do like the, I guess, the sort of the Jeff Hardy, AJ thing where you're kind of flailing your limbs, you know? It's like the Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. in the air for yeah. a bit and then just goes, yeah, bonk. Yeah. And that, but the, we had discussed, oh, just hit me with the monitors. Or, and you started right. just throwing all this shit on me. Yep. And I remember Kevin Kelly going, we've lost transmission. We've lost transmission. Yeah. Because we actually threw something on the ground where batteries came out of it. Right, right, right. cut off someone's mic. Right, yeah. And, I, 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 and that's what I thought, too, was like I was... I pulled cables from the uh, the monitor <laughs> because, it was like, you know, I, I I didn't want throwing the monitor to like lift up something. You know, I, there were cell phones on the ground. Like Don's I, cell phone was right yeah, beside yeah, yeah, the yeah. walls on you. So I yeah, so I just I wanted it to be as clean as possible when I started throwing the stuff around. Um, and then I, I heard Kevin when I pulled the cord, like we've lost transmission. I'm sorry, <laughs> folks. And I was like, Oh, I, 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 really, I was like, I really hope not. Can you imagine if the whole thing yeah, just went black? Yeah, just ninety thousand subscribers, yeah. like yeah, the Thank color you. bars. Yeah. <laughs> but then the, the idea that you had was like you said, throw the table because at the press conference, once again, just improv. I just picked up a table yeah. and threw it at you, yeah. and everyone loved it. It was just yeah. Did you see? Did you see the video game eight uh, bit? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that, that guy ever fight. Yes, that guy's a genius. He always. Any anytime there's like a scene, sort of like an iconic scene in pro wrestling, he try to he tries to recreate it using old like Super Nintendo graphics. So yeah, to do to do just the table throw, I was like, wow, it had that much of an impact, huh? Yeah, so it's like you gotta stick with it. And then you know? Don Callis with the, the sad Don yeah, with the, the uh, neck brace, yeah, with the neck brace. Did you see the one where the uh, Christmas one, the Christmas yeah. special? Yeah, yeah. What the heck? Well, so yeah. at the very end of the press conference, after Kenny and I beat each other up, and Kenny leaves and I leave, there's kind of chaos and people kind of cleaning up, and then you just see Don wearing a neck brace <laughs> walk in front of the camera because he had taken a code breaker. Yeah. But the best gif of it was uh, where Don walks from, and it's the theme music from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, <laughs> I didn't see that. one. 
one. It's no, so no, no, like it looks total one. Larry David. Uh, but yeah, you, but you said throw the table, so I right. did, and then you threw it back on me. Yep. You actually slammed in the floor, then threw it on me. I'm like, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know what you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. And because you just decided, because I'd seen you jump off the apron. Yeah, because I know, I know you. We just talked about uh, you had seen my match with Trent, so I was like, okay, he at least saw that one, so he knows that I do that. So yeah. I thought like. I, I did it and I was like, okay, I'm not going to climb super high in this thing just in case you're you're really like tentative about mm. what the hell is this backyard idiot doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I was like, here we go. It was perfect. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, had, yeah. We, had we had, you know, some more time, we probably would have come up with that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just, it was, it was even better than yes. the moonsault because once again, we'd seen 55 moonsaults. We'd, yeah. Didn't see anybody it. jump off a scaffold through a table on the, you know, that's placed on top of his hated rival. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And, and again, it wasn't, it didn't look like this choreographed thing either. It was just yeah. like, it was there. We did it. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. So, so like a couple of things too that it's, it's interesting, I think, to point out to some people is like when you're in Japan, the furniture that you use <laughs> as plunder is very different here. Oh, yeah. Tables being one of them. Yeah. Explain what the tables are like here. <laughs> well, they're like solid oak, 250 pounds. There's no way you're breaking them at all. But oppositely, the chairs are really flimsy. Right. So it's it's like, it's. I guess it's the opposite, right? Because, I mean, American yeah. steel folding chairs got a little bit to it. You but can't these break those. They're not even steel folding no, chairs. No, they're, they're like steel, steel frame. frame. Yeah. But and then wood, wood and... Um, like a... Like padding, wood, like cardboard, cushion? and padding. Yeah, a small little cushion. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it's like it's screwed onto the middle. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. and you may even mention this, and thank, thank God you did because you said when you hit the chair, it might yeah. the the pad might pop out. Yes, 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 yes. And so I was like, okay, well, instead of throwing one chair, and I'll throw a few chairs in yep. just in case. By the end, all three of those freaking things were popped out and yeah, dead and all of these. And there's even a great spot. You guys can go back and watch this where. The the candy gives me a snapdragon. I stand up in the corner and I grab the chair out of out of the corner where it's been wedged into the turnbuckle yep. and hit you with it. Yeah. When I pulled the chair out, the cushion fell off. Yep. I can't go get another chair. Right. I can't hit you with a turn it sideways. Hit me with a piping. Yeah. yeah with a steel frame. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So I grabbed the the cushion and held it where it was supposed to be. And when I hit you with the chair, I let go of it. Yeah. So yep. that cushion was never attached, but it hits you in the head and flies up in the air and looks like I you know, tattooed yeah. you with the thing just go up in the air, right? Yeah, and then and it, I liked how it rolled down the ring like a, <laughs> like a blown tire. That was great. <laughs> See, yeah. stuff that you guys never yeah. know of this thing. And then later on the match, about 10 minutes later, I'm like, where are all these freaking screws? Oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, hey, this is this is really getting dangerous. There's yeah. all these loose screws in the ring. I swear to God, there were like eight to ten of them. And – this is kind of where I would think, like, you know, the referee's going to shuffle him out. And, right. And he's just kind of just watching Standing us. there. And I was like, oh, boy. Okay, on the cell, I'm going to start, like, making snow angels on the <laughs> ring just, like, <laughs> fling these things out of here because we still got a bump. You know what I mean? Can like, you imagine bumping onto one of those screws? I don't even want to think about it. That'd be worse than bumping <laughs> onto a chair or a table On tacks or anything. Or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A glass tacks, like, those screws would have just really messed you up. Oh. And once again, like, red shoes, good old Uno, there's a... Quite a few moments in that match where he was clued out. I'm like, would you put the screws? Yeah. Kick the screws out. But you're talking about the table, and it is a really thick – like a, a table in WWE is almost like a like a church picnic table. Right. It's yep. very thin. Mm -hmm. Here, like you said, it's about, I don't know, two inches thick? Yeah, three mate. Inches yeah, thick. about that. Yep, yep. And so to take the bump out of the corner through it, like yep. – 
I, I know it's going to break, but I still don't know for sure because it, it's, it's it, I've never taken a bump through a Japanese table. Right. And I remember Sabu, when he first started doing that in the early 90s, would moonsault the table. Never break. It would never break. Never. And he would get more angry and more angry. I think that kind of killed him in so many ways. Yeah. So I was like, man, like this is going to be – thankfully it broke. But yeah. it's stuff that you never th- – Excuse me. Never think of yep. when you've been working so many years in a certain place and then coming no, here. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, just, it's uh, I suppose it's a culture thing because I mean, I'd, I'd sort of asked before, like, hey, what about getting like the prop tables like they have in America? You yeah, know what I mean? Like, steel chairs, order yeah. them in, just right. whatever. And he's like, no, it's that's not Japanese style. Yeah, I was like. It's kind of for our safety, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I guess we don't use tables that much, you know? So I, I kind of get it. But, boy, like, there's – I last year in my ladder match that I had with Michael Elgin, I took a powerbomb from near the top of the ladder onto two tables, and I just bounced off of it. Oh. Bounced off of it on my lower back. And, in uh, Japan? In Japan, Oof. yeah. So it was like – it. It looked worse than actually crashing through it, but like but there's an expectation. Worse. Yeah, there's an expectation we're gonna crash through it, and some people were like, "Oh, well, then he probably didn't hurt as bad because he didn't it didn't break." You know what I mean? But hurt worse, he's worse. And of that's course. what I was envisioning because I'd fall right off the second turnbuckle yeah, yeah. through the table. If it doesn't break, what if it just tips over? Then suddenly oh, I'm taking a freaking, yeah. oh. you know taking a belly to back on my head or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you don't know. Taking the dangerous backdrop. For yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. The dangerous backdrop. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about uh, about your ring entrance. And what, yeah. What was, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hate to uh, put the production team on blast, but here we go. <laughs> I had this idea. They deserve it. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, so I had gone into contact with uh, War Machines guys to uh, make some cool armor for me, and I had this idea where, you know, I'd been talking lately about being the god of professional wrestling. Mm. So let's roll with that, rather than because I wanted a different theme every year for Tokyo Dome. Last year we had this really cool. Uh, Terminator thing that we did. They had this whole film crew. I had spent like this entire evening pretty much outside in winter in the nude filming uh, like a like a mock Terminator scene. Oh, like when he appears. Yeah, when he, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was literally like you, you've felt the weather here yeah. right now. It's pretty frigid. It's cold. Yeah. yeah. So imagine like nine hours of that filming <laughs> no like naked. On. Yeah, with no clothes on. Um, but I mean, totally worth it. I love the way it turned out. And I thought like, hey, let's do that again. And if if I never suggested it, it never would have happened. Mm-hmm. So I said, this year I have another idea. Um, you know, lately I've been kind of doing the God of Progressing thing. I'm sort of changing my my statement. I don't want to be the cleaner anymore. I kind of want to ease into this change the world thing. Which, uh, by the way, uh, the new T-shirt uh, goes on sale today. Very good timing on ProWrestlingTees.com. Oh, that's right. Yes, very is, good. They yeah. made that in which they time with that. Yeah, so go goodness. check that out, ProWrestlingTees.com. Yes, please, please do. <laughs> and um, as, so I had this. I had this idea where we'd have paid extras on the on the stage, uh, kind of an Egyptian garb. And my idea was heavily influenced, actually, originally from like the 1990s, like X-Men cartoon with Apocalypse. Where like Apocalypse was the most strongest mutant, and people looked at him as a god, even though he wasn't a, a god. He was just a, a super strong mutant. Um, so that's why I wanted to go with the blue, the bluish colors, and you know, like you have the video game tropes and all that. Like a, you know, I'm a Stargate fan, you know, Destiny the game or whatever, Overwatch. So it's like I came up with that idea to have like sort of like this cyber Anubis mask and uh, this huge ray gun, and um, you know, while these people are kind of doing their daily tasks. In the on the video screens, there's like pyramids in the background, and you know I appear, and everyone stops what they're doing, and they start praying to the god of wrestling, and then it goes to like 
uh, Shibuya in Tokyo where everyone's walking that busy, that super famous busy crosswalk. And then I appear in the video wall. It's like it's Times like, Square with all the yeah, big screens. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's like uh, sensory overload imagery of all like my best matches of the year. Just like, oh, and everyone stops exactly what, what they're doing in the crosswalk. And they all start like worshiping this this image of me wrestling. Uh, huge like ego trip thing. You know what I mean? Just like it's a great idea. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, Jeez, it, was it was just ridiculous. But like. I thought I felt that it really fit for our thing was like I really I was starting to get sympathy as a baby face but at the same time I also still wanted to have that that chip on my shoulder where I was like yes have sympathy for me because I'm your god you know what I mean because I didn't want to go full baby yet and um and and I didn't have clearance to so I thought maybe it was it would have been really cool and go with the the get up that I'd made that I wanted to make and then uh, I had the whole meeting with everyone, and they're like, "Yeah, that's really cool, really cool." How much? How long ago was it? That was right at. Uh, we had it at Fukuoka. Okay, so yeah. Got so good, there, yeah, that, yeah there was time. That was in October, right? Month. Uh, Fukuoka was December tenth, so it's still. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, still, yeah it's, it's three weeks change. Yeah. And change. Oh, so then you know what? Maybe no. Then maybe I messed. Up. In it Osaka before, with the it video, was, it might have been post Osaka, okay. so they had plenty of time. Good, so they time. Yeah, and then we had the other meeting in Fukuoka where I talked about, you know what, maybe I want to have big match music too because I had the special big match Terminator music last year. So like, I want big match music for this one too, if possible. And I kind of wanted it to be like this, and I sort of played them some samples about how the intro would go because it would, it would work with the the whole production. And they're like, oh, great idea, great idea. Yeah, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. No problem. And then um, I had talked to one of one of the office guys uh, when I had arrived on the first, and I said, like, hey, uh, I just want to ask, how is everything shaping up for that? And could you send me like an MP3 file of how the the new theme sounds and all that? And he's like, yeah, sure, I can do that. He says, uh, expect it at around four p.m. today. Great, I can't wait. And then I get a message at 4 p.m. This is the message from New Japan office. Sorry, we had no time. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Uh, what? Now, see, once again, this is, I mean, and listen, New Japan, they're, they're growing, it's great. But, like, right. this is a double main event, yeah. right? So, it's, yeah. it, 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 some would say the main event on a worldwide basis because that's some say. It's the truth. We yeah. break in, open these doors yeah. in, in, in the States. And everyone's excited about Alpha versus Omega. Yep. Unbelievable, and remind. I have to tell you a great Alpha vs Omega story uh, after this. Yeah, and, and I'm like, and for them, like, I have to compare it to WWE because that's where I sure came from. Sure, this would yeah. never happen. They would be working on this. It's the top guy yeah. in the main event, and they didn't have time. It's like what? Right. And this is the thing is like, and, and I I try to I try to understand the situation. Okay, you didn't have time. Okay, then what what took up your time? Mm -hmm. Because we had we had a lot of time last year to do it. And right. you made time for it last year. And there wasn't any other elaborate entrances like exactly. that. Exactly, costumes so like, and stuff. Right, but. right. And, but but that's up to the, the a lot of that's up to the wrestler. Like sure. they, they decide that what they want their look to be, and yeah. then they just clear it with the office. Mm. So I was thinking, like, wow, then there must really be a lot of work being put into someone else's thing. So I thought like Naito and Okada are going to do something really out there, fly out in a spaceship. Or something. Exactly. Yeah, for yeah. real. Um, and then you know when our match ended. And I had watched their entrances. It was just two normal entrances. It's like, what? What is this no time thing come in? Like, were there undercuts? Like, what? Like, were there? Were there? Like, what? I, we had the budget. We had. Yeah, yeah. There should have been time, and if not, there should have been just more communication. But again, sure. that's what happens when 
you know, your your wrestling company is owned by actually another company, and there's that disconnect. Yeah, owned um, by basically a, a trading card anime company. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, this this happened. I can't say it happens all the time, but sometimes it happens where the the one team that's responsible for doing something doesn't communicate with the other team. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But I mean terrible timing for it to happen for the main event of the Tokyo Dome so still a great costume though right yeah and I was like okay well I I I have this costume and it would kind of be a waste to not use it because I definitely wanted to use new gear for the the show anyway and the gear went so well with the armor so it's like I I have to use everything Mm -hmm. and then I remember showing you I was like there's no reason for me to come out like this just and it's ridiculous, but what do you think? And you, I think you said, like, well, pro wrestling's ridiculous, so who cares? You know what I mean? And then that was it. You said I got this really fake-looking gun. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah, said, yeah, yeah. So you remember at WrestleMania uh, 19 when Shawn Michaels came up with that confetti cannon that worked, like, two times out of the eight times you were supposed to shoot it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's better than that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just just as, as a couple more stories, another great story, too. And just I just like I like people to understand, like, listen, you saw the match, kicked ass, amazing, but there's always little things that go on. And uh, underneath, and behind for me, the scenes, behind the yeah. scenes. So one of the spots that we had discussed, um, I had watched this match because our situation reminded me of the unsanctioned match I had against Shawn Michaels. Now, ah, yes, the stakes weren't as high because I punched his wife for real. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. um, which was a terrible mistake, but it raised the stakes. Yes. so that it was an unsanctioned match. And it was it was even more of a war than ours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of the spots was I put Sean on the walls. Once again, there's no rope break. He grabs a uh, 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 fire extinguisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sprays it at me. So when we were at the dojo, I said, spray <laughs> that thing to Gato. And Gato's like, oh, you yeah. can't use fire extinguisher. Yeah. <laughs> because I think he was scared it was like going to be like a foaming thing or something uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's generally the, the type that they use is they use the foam ones here. The old school from yeah, the 50s. So, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I think he was worried about like I don't, I don't even know where we would get the the prop one, like a CO2, yeah, type with thing. the big uh, funnel thing, you know, right. you the huge cloud. And yeah. then we spoke about using maybe Rocky, uh, Rocky Romero, because he had the jetpack, had a jetpack, yeah, 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 yeah. But then um, Gato uh, suggested cold spray, yeah, my, which was your gimmick, my gimmick in 2015, right? Yeah, but, but the, it makes sense. But yeah. then, but then we have to make sure we get a can that shoots enough spray. Yeah. But then he left that up to you to get. Yes. And then there was this, there were stores that had carried this, and it was like, oh yeah, for sure. I'll just take my five minute jaunt. I'll pick up a ton of cans. I show up, nothing. They don't sell them anymore. Oh boy. Okay. Well, I'll go to a couple other pharmacies. I found these little skinny, like the size of like Axe spray cans. Like that's not visual at all. That's going to be terrible. <laughs> so here I am, day of the show. I think uh, call time was like 1 o'clock. It's 11.30. I have nothing. So I'm calling around to my contacts that actually may know how to solve this issue. And eventually, I found an MMA goods store uh, that kind of you know supplies uh, you know kick pads and punching bags and gloves and all that. And they still stocked the old school huge cans that we were using at the time when I was teaming with Matt and Nick a lot doing the elite thing with the cold spray. So luckily, at the 11th hour, we got the big cans that we used to use, but there was only three, and um, there's another snafu as well. Hey, tell me about that yeah. one. Yeah. So. Because at first, did you go to the wrong side at first? No. Nope, okay. I did not. Okay. I did everything I was supposed to do. The problem was, so I had had these cans, and I rigged them up myself. There was like a kind of like a milk crate box on, on the underneath the ring, and I'd put tape on the box on the bottom so, and stuck the can to it. And when I had, 
went to put it on the box because I was instructed there's a box there for you so the can's elevated make it easy to grab um, and just put the can wherever you want it to go okay great but on one of the sides and one of the boxes there was a first aid kit and I'm thinking okay that's just for emergency whatever it's in the back I'm not worried about it but <laughs> because of everything that happened with my entrance and all that in the back of my mind I'm thinking like what are the chances someone's going to have this hideous injury and they're going to grab that first aid kit. It's going to knock the cans over. They're going to be nowhere to be found. I don't know. Who knows? Here's what I love about wrestling, too. Never mind the fact that someone has a hideous injury. Just don't yeah. knock over our cold. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. So then we're watching the junior matches, and I see Marty um, in the midst of this match, for whatever reason, go into one of the corners. Right. And he's fumbling around under the ring, and he rips out the first aid kit. And I'm thinking... He had he was doing that without any regard to what was going on under there. He put tape around his hand or something. Yes, because yes. he had his fingers he had broken. Fingers broken. And then he had baby powder in there as well. That's... Something like Marty doesn't know that we need that. Oh no. And even if he knew, he's so lost in the moment, he probably would have just knocked our right, cans right, everywhere right, right, anyway. Right. And then I had we'd put cans in both corners. Mm. And lo and behold, like the corner we ended up being positioned in was that one that Marty had to grab the first aid kit in. So I'm literally like, I I can't remember like in my mind, but I was way for my arm was way further under the ring than it should have been. And because I was like, how far is he going? I yeah, said, I, I know. Room left. Yeah. <laughs> so I had my but ass bench, yeah. sticking straight out of the bottom. Right, rope, right. Yeah. And I was way under there. Finally, I grabbed one of them, and I'm like, okay, we we, we can finally go. But I was. I, I didn't even know what to do. I was like, I may grab the come along and pull myself out. Like, uh, there's nothing, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So it was just a lot of, uh, you know, people watch the match, and I even watched the match, and we 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 knew all this stuff had happened, and I was worried that it would be very visible. and For things that we didn't like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But you couldn't tell. But so now that's what makes it funny talking about it now. Mm. All these little strange things beyond our control that had happened either before our match or during the match that – you know, for example, red shoes. Uh, you know, we left up to red shoes or whatever. Yeah, they just was just looking right. at us, staring, yeah, yeah, yeah. staring in with us with dead eyes. Right, right, you right. Know, you remember that spot that we talked to you about fifty times because you kept asking me about it? Yeah, this is the one. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. something. Yeah, you know. But it's funny because I I always like to, the people to understand like there's so much that goes into having a match, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, and people will always judge. But there's always little factors. Of course, that everything has to go. If you want a perfect match or a great match, mm -hmm. sometimes one little thing can go wrong and. Yeah. Yeah. Either you're a pro or you're not. Yep. And I, I told you this yesterday when I had the, is a famous match, one of my first great matches I had in WWE, Last Man Standing with Triple H. Oh. Um, we we're standing in the back and there's big signs everywhere. Do not we're touch like, the announce oh, table. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Stay away from yeah. the announce table because the finish was, I think, a pedigree through the announce yeah. table. Would yeah, make sense. Probably, yeah, I was going to say he was doing that before. At that time. I mean, yep. Perry Saturn and China mm -hmm. out there screwing around and something happens and one gets knocked in the other and bam, there goes the table. Yeah. And I remember Hunter going, uh, they just broke that table. I'm like, what? Like, that's our finish. That's yeah. the whole finish. Yep. And so we had to come up with a whole different thing where there was the Spanish announced table. So I slam him on it. I'm going to moonsault him. He gets yep. up and belly to backs me on it. There's our finish. But, yeah. you know, still, it's like, you, you, what do you do? Yeah. And I mean, that was sort of, the, but that was also the beauty of our match with the way we called it, the way we had built to it. And I remember saying even to you in the back, and I said, you know, we have we have spots in this match. We do. Yeah. There's stuff that we had called, of course. Yeah. 
I said, we could blow all of it, but this yeah. match will still come off looking good of because of the aggression. Yeah. So I was, there's so much stuff that went wrong, mm-hmm. like that you don't even realize, yeah. but, and we'll never, we'll never tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but everything just still looked like well, hard hitting and, cl- and as, as clean as it should in a brawl, like in a fight kind of well, match. Yeah, and once again, like having the match is like, this is really good. Uh, dome shows are hard. Same with WrestleMania because yeah. the sound goes up to the ceiling. Yeah, it gets lost in the air. So it's not the yeah. same as being in front of this crazy crowd. You don't mm-hmm. have the same buzz. Yep, yep, yep. But coming through the curtain and see the reaction of all the office and the boys and uh, Tiger Hattori was mm-hmm. he, like he was almost crying, you know? Yeah. And then the social media reaction and the yeah. critics reaction. It's like, it blew my mind. It's crazy. It's still continuing, which is cool because there's, there's people that still haven't had a chance to see it. Yeah. You know? People have their normal lives. Life continues and they have to watch it at a, uh, at a realistic time for their schedules. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can't, not everyone can stay up till 6 a.m. or whatever it was. Um, so for the people that haven't watched it or just watching now or whatever, I hope you in, enjoy it or do enjoy it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- you know, thank was, you for everything. You know, what was really cool is that uh, so New York's a huge wrestling market, right? Yeah, yeah. And there was a big snowstorm where everyone got snow days. Oh, uh, if it was Thursday night, Friday morning. Yeah. So I had got so many tweets going. I was praying for a miracle, and I got one. It snowed out. I don't have to go to work or school tomorrow. I'm going to get New Japan World, and there's my party for the night. Yeah, you know? awesome. And so, I, like I said, like I, literally thousands of tweets. Yep. Match of the year, seven stars, great match, yeah. this thing, the other thing. And to me, I was like, exceeded expectations. And I was like, what were you guys expecting? I knew it was going to be great. Yep. But just to see that, it's real gratifying. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I knew it was going to be as good as it could be for exactly what we were going to tell. Right. But I I feel that people, I can't, I can't say I, I felt that I was worried that people had come to expect a certain style with New Japan. Yes, especially that, from you too. Yeah, especially from me. So I thought that on the biggest show of the year, for me to step completely out of my comfort zone and try something completely new from what I've been doing, are people going to be disappointed based on that? And then to hear the feedback from them saying like, you know, this is maybe one of my favorite performances you've had and like you far exceeded any expectation. Thank you for restoring my faith in wrestling. Those are the best kinds of yes. compliments I can get like – you know, stars and all that, they're great. I, 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 I it's, it's great. You know what I mean? I, I like it. I, I, I get a lot of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but for, for, to touch people on a more personal level, where it was like, you know, it excited I, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where it's like, you know what? I don't mind being a bag of shit today because I didn't sleep because I watched your match. Like, that's a great compliment. Right, you know right. What I mean? these, like, are, these are people with real lives and re- real exactly, jobs. And, exactly. You know, we're very fortunate that we, we get make some really good money to do this. Other people have to get up and work eight hours a day. And if they miss, yep. we'll just take a day off. I can't. Yeah. If I take a day off, I can't pay the light bill or whatever. So, yeah. like you said, like, and that's another reason why I always love the concept of this because it gave wrestling fans something to really be excited yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one other little thing is when they did the pay-per-view in WWE of Strowman versus Brock yeah. and Cena versus Reigns on like a lower level pay-per-view, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, we had two, to me, there was two big, you know, uh, defensive backs that would block this from being the biggest match in the world. Yeah. They were the two and they both took themselves out and it's done. Yeah. Jericho and Omega, there's no match in WWE yeah. that's bigger than this as a, for a buzz. I don't think so. No. Yeah. I you know. I mean, uh, I, I'm like, I'm kind of, I don't have my uh, finger on the pulse to that universe, so I don't know what guys would really buzz for there, but I felt like 
on, in the social media world, like we really had. Well, well I do, and those were of the course, two. yeah, yeah. Those so, so I'll, def- I'll take your word for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, two last questions. First of all, how big do you think this match was in expanding uh, New Japan's presence in in, in America? Game changer, man. Mm-hmm. Game changer. Like I think uh, this. It, it was like the match that I did last year with Okada. It opened up a lot of eyes, and we brought a lot of new eyes to the product. Um, then we went to America and people had an opportunity to see us live and in person at a, at a half decent time. You know, they didn't have to uh, pull an all nighter and they could actually show up to the show and see what it looks like to watch New Japan live and in person. And I think we even aired it live on Axis as well. So, you know, we got the feeling of watching our product live and that was a big thing too. So, you know, we had a match that was heralded and I'm talking about myself and Okada. Um, by by certain critics as w- one of the greatest of all time, some saying the greatest. Yeah, some time, sa- yeah. some say that. And then um, you know, I had another awesome performance, and just the whole crew had a great performance in L.A. as well. And um, who did you work in L.A.? Uh, it was a tournament, so I worked Elgin okay. on the first night, and then a Jay Lethal and uh, Ishii the next night. Gotcha. So just great quality yeah. opponents, great matches. Super proud of that performance. So I was able to put my best foot forward there again as well. Uh, you know, have emotional, heartfelt performances, you know, you know, real new, strong style type of matches. And it was a great introduction to the Western market. Mm-hmm. And I is like, how do you how do you go above and beyond that? Like on our biggest show, I had the best match of my career. Then we went to America and I had three matches in two days in a tournament for a new belt. And it was this great, like sort of like Rocky for like glory moment. Everyone hoisted me up on their shoulders. And me, Yay. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we could do more of that, you know. What 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 do I do from there? Is like just have another good match, mm. you know what I mean? Like, and that's what we talked about. What if the next one is only five stars? It's like, exactly. Oh, we t- oh, yes, going we down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's, it's like four and three quarters. Oh, he's slipping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever. And, maybe, and that. Yeah. yeah, and and the thing is too, like, yeah, people have their expectations set really high. So rather than trying to come up with like you know your five star six star formula and just sort of regurgitating that um i'd rather go out of my comfort zone and sort of like dig into my heart and my soul to tell these new and interesting stories that maybe um you know other people may not be comfortable with right yeah like because everyone gets into a comfort zone right like okay i did this and this thing and this thing and this thing worked so i'm just gonna do it all the time Mm -hmm. because that gets the easy pop and you know that'll guarantee me at least three and a half stars in my match or whatever. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? That's just how people think. And um, it may, to like a wrestling purist, get you those three and a half, four stars. But is it going to make people feel anything? Is it going to make people remember anything? Probably not. Mm-hmm. It's going to be already out of their minds by the time the show's over. So to really come up with these new stories and to tell them from, you know, a deep place within the heart and soul and then have what we did um which is something completely different i really felt that that sort of kicked new japan into that you know the phantom gear you know what Mm -hmm. i mean there's like like it was completely different from the okada thing it was completely different from anything i did in america i had another great uh g1 run as well right but it was like this was so different in like a complete different universe but the highest of quality that i think it could be the next thing to catapult new japan even higher and not only that but i'm sort of on a mission to also 
just sort of open the eyes of the wrestling world as well. Like, I just want wrestling in general to be cool again. You know what I mean? It's not us versus them for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to say, like, ha, 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 you know, like, beat that WWE or anything. It's nothing to do with that at all. Actually, I want more than anything else to have everyone be open to collaboration ideas. You know what I mean? Like, I want this wrestling world to be just a happy place for, for all the boys to live in. And I would, you know, as much as I love my guys in New Japan, I have a lot of respect for the guys there. And a lot of my friends are there. And I don't like, yeah, there's perhaps a war between the fans. And I'm maybe hated by some of the fans there because of the things I say in character. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But the truth is, you know, I I really respect a lot of guys there. And a lot of them I can consider dream opponents. And you're you being one of them. And now that that's been done, I feel that we've shown like, hey, guess what? These two forces can coexist and when it when it when they clash it's it's freaking magical you know what i noticed too about it though is that for me i said to, to, to compete with the wwe aka compete for the wrestling fans money yeah you yeah. have to do something different yep and new japan is different mm-hmm. you just look at wrestle kingdom the different styles of all the matches um the 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 lack of i'm not going to say handcuffs because handcuffs isn't a good word but there's a certain style and a certain formula in wwe yep. as far as yep. how things are approved how things are done mm-hmm. so even jericho coming to japan it was like we love uh, angry chris and this whole alpha the alpha character was never a character no it was just a name yeah and it's funny because when i talked to tagline it's a tagline for alpha versus omega which is the one thing vince didn't like right was you they won't even understand alpha don't use alpha and guess what the name of his football company is alpha enterprises (laughs) which i'm sure he'd already had trademarks like don't use that alpha but yeah it was never supposed to be a character yeah and he's like oh i grew his hair out i grew my hair because my barber went on vacation for a month i went on tour (laughs) for a month and i thought i'd grow it out of it but yeah it became this thing so now jericho new japan is a whole different thing he worked yeah. with Omega, and Gato was smart too because knowing if you want to be a uh, different, which New Japan is, but you also yeah. have to have some accessible Americans, Canadians, definitely. You know? And yeah. I think all of those factors led to being a real big uh, draw for this for this uh, this show, which led to I think they did like twenty five thousand subscriptions for their New Japan World in one day. Yeah, it was something. Yeah, ridiculous. It was, it was a, big, ex- a big boost. Expanded yeah. a big boost. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Last question: What was your? Uh, what are some? What were your favorite parts of the match? Oh man, like I am such. I'm such a fan of just improv in general because I mean, you know, nailing your spots and stuff. Like I just do that on a daily basis. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like now, like I'm not a move guy whatsoever. I don't have any moves <laughs> like at all. So like, of course, the this the couple moves that I do have, I'm probably going to hit de- half decently. <laughs> yeah. You know. So it's like when we did that stuff on the outside, like the cross body to the you know through the crash and burn table, like the fact that it didn't work out how we pictured it. The fact that we had to cut that moonsault and just say, like, hey, let's just play around out there. And, like, you know, here's this megastar, Chris Jericho, and, you know, kid from that, that came from the backyard in Winnipeg. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sort of doing my – I have been doing my own thing and have my own idea of wrestling. And it's like, am I going to impose my ideas on this guy on the fly? And it's like, well, it's on the fly. And then it worked out awesome. Of course you like, should. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Match. Yeah, and that's the thing. You it was know? like it was just – you don't have it, to tell me for you. No, I, I, I understand the concept of the business. If you're right, if you put a table on me, and start climbing up. Yeah, exactly. You're probably going to jump on me. Right. Yeah. Right. For yeah. sure. For <laughs> sure. But I mean, like, I'm talking about like a sort of like maybe a fan opinion, being like, oh, if, I got if, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, how how dare he? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Or how dare they? But um, yeah. I mean that that part was was really fun. The just the physicality. There was no 
there were no dead spots in the match. Mm-hmm. There was no wasted time. There was no right from the start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I hate to use the the, the term rest hold, but sometimes that's exactly there what it is. There was never a hold. There was never a hold. Aside from you trying to finish me with the walls, right? Right. You know there what was I mean? Never uh, no, you know, a rest no, or, or, exactly. or wear down hold. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but because sometimes you know, just you're sucking wind and huffing and puffing, you got to do something. Well, that's just the style because you want people to start chanting. Yeah. Exactly. Every WWE match, if we're working, I would yes. put you know, so they can start chanting Kenny or yeah, or like we got to go to commercial break. That's you know, it. Here we go. You know, yeah. Here we go. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good point. That was 35 minutes. And it was constant movement. With and nothing. everything yeah. flowed into each other. Like, those types of details are the stuff that I liked a lot. So it wasn't so much like, yeah, I love the way. And I said this to you. Like, I had that one sweet knee oh, before I actually, great. before I did the roll up into the, the walls. And like, yeah, I love that. But I mean, I knew, I knew I could hit that knee good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like, yeah, I love it. But like, I love the stuff that you can't choreograph, that you can't create. It just happens due to the circumstance of the match mm-hmm. uh and uh like this is the first time we've ever made contact aside from the the attack you know what never i mean had a match ever. Yeah, yeah never actually like worked a wrestling match yeah. and here we are just creating what a lot of people are saying was match of the night yeah. a lot you know a lot of people are saying was the match real, of my career yeah like a stand-up performance for me like it unlocked this new thing you know this new character style, potential for me yeah, yeah, yeah this new style like and for me, like it actually makes me excited. Like, if I go about it again, I I, I feel like I could I could do it even better now too. Like, it's just, yeah. yeah. I don't know. How about you? What was your favorite? Um, I, I love the the table where you jumped on me. I just thought that was yeah, a perfect yeah. spot that we should have thought of, but we didn't. But when the time came, we got it. We just did it. Yeah. Um, I loved uh, the one winged angel into the walls. I don't think anybody saw that coming. No. And um, I like you taking pictures of the camera and then and then taking a picture of yourself, flipping everyone off. <laughs> I want to see that camera. I want to yeah, see that, that guy so he's out there, man. But like I said, to me, it was just an incredible experience. And after the last, gosh, I think Don first called me about this in June. Yeah. Here we are in January. And it's been like the six months of all this excitement and buzz. And uh, so worth it. You know, yeah. beginning, middle end, it couldn't have been any better. So yeah. if this indeed was the best match of my career, I, I thank you oh, for, oh. Uh, for for helping with that and, and for making for, if nothing else, a fun night at the fights. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite performances of my career and, uh, you know, just an incredible joy to this entire angle for, I guess, for everyone that has tuned in with us since the beginning. And also, too, I've said this, too, like with three Winnipeggers orchestrating yeah. the biggest match. Yeah. And anybody that wants to talk about Calgary, I say Calgary is a great city, but it is of not course, the wrestling yeah. mecca of Canada. Yeah, they got great bike trails, but you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Let's not compare wrestling ability now. <laughs> That's right, especially <laughs> in 2018. For so. sure, for sure. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks again to Kenny Omega. What a great performer. Uh, Kenny, is. Uh, he's got nowhere to go but up. And what an experience it was. What an honor to be working with him. Like I said, the last uh, six months have been so much fun. And now that it's over, I want some more. Will I be back in New Japan Pro Wrestling? You never know. But uh, I sure would love to have a rematch against Kenny Omega. Maybe you'll see an Alpha versus Omega 2 somewhere in the near future. But uh, until then, you can always check out this show and hear the inner workings. Yes, go back and watch the chair fall apart in my hands as I go to hit Kenny with it. That's all rock and roll, guys. That's show business. It was one of the greatest matches. 
matches my career. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks to Kenny Omega. Thanks to fellow Winnipegger Don Callis for helping us bring Alpha vs. Omega to New Japan Pro Wrestling. And you can talk to Don about it in person if you join us for Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. Don's going to be on the cruise. He and Paul Lazenby will be doing some live podcasting for Killing the Town. We set sail October 27th. And remember, for as little as $150, you can reserve your cabin now at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. You still have a few days left. If you book your cabin by January 15th, you will get a picture with me and the list. I'll even put you on the list if you want me to. Everyone's always asking me, how do we get on the list? This is how you can get on the list. Get your cabin before January 15th. You still got some time. ChrisJerichoCruise.com and be a part of everything. And remember, everything is included in the price. All the food, all the activities, all the live podcasts, stand-up comedy shows, rock and roll concerts, meet and greets, signings. You want to get a picture taken with Don Callis? You're going to get one for free. It doesn't cost you anything. All you got to do is reserve your cabin and everything else is included in the price of, uh, of admission. Food. All you got to pay for is alcohol and gambling. And remember, if you book your cabin by January 15th, you get a picture of me with the list and you'll be able to come hang on the ship with all these incredible guests and it's all for free. Hang out with Jim Ross, Jerry the King Lawler, SoCal Val, Mick Foley, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Rey Mysterio, Raven, the Keeping It 100 crew, Disco Inferno, Conan, Shane Helms, Beyond the Darkness, we'll be telling some stories with Tim and Dave, Colt Cabana and Marty DeRosa doing the hilarious unprofessional wrestling show. It's like Mystery Science Theater for wrestling. Brad Williams, Ron Funches, Jim Brewer, some of the funniest comedians in America making you laugh. Jim's got his great rock and roll band, the Loud and Rowdy, blaring it out there. Uh, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, Fozzie, Judas just passing 13 million views on YouTube. Painless is already in the top 40, and the campaign hasn't even started yet, the radio campaign. King, the Stirs, the Dave Spivak Project, the Darlings of Rock and Roll, the Cherry Bombs, the world's greatest uh, ACDC cover band female, Shoot to Thrill, the world's greatest Ozzy Osbourne cover band male, Blizzard of Ozzy, uh, Dave LaGreca, Busted Open, is going to be there, and of course, the Coup de Gras, the Ring of Honor, presenting the Sea of Honor uh, tournament aboard the ship. Matches will be happening in the middle of the ocean, and the winner of the Sea of Honor tournament gets the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship shot in the future. Uh, so who's going to be there? The Young Bucks, the villain Marty Skrull, the Briscoe Brothers, Dalton Castle, the American Nightmare, Cody, don't call him Rhodes, uh, Cody's wife Brandy Rhodes will be there. We'll be announcing more big names in the upcoming weeks. Adam the Hangman Page is going to be there. Uh, so much stuff coming up, but we're ready to rock with you. We're ready to rock with you at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Reserve your cabin now, and we're going to keep the rock and roll going because coming up Friday... One of my favorite singers of all time from one of the biggest heavy metal bands ever, Bruce Dickinson of Iron Maiden, returns to talk as Jericho. He's sharing stories from his new autobiography, What Does This Button Do? And Bruce is a trip. He's great. Nothing but big shows for you now that we're here on Westwood One. We're so excited to be on Westwood One. We're so excited to see you on Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. And if you haven't seen Alpha vs. Omega, go check it out now. You can see it on Access TV. You can go back and watch it New Japan World. Business that went through the roof with Alpha versus Omega. Uh, subscriptions for the New Japan World streaming site went up 30%. Uh, the, the crowd was sold out. That went up like 45%, something along those lines. Huge, huge numbers for Alpha vs. Omega. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out now. And if you want to hear uh, Bruce Dickinson tell you some great stories, he's going to be here on Friday. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy 2018. We'll see you on Friday. Until then, in the meantime and in between time, stay hard, stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs, and a big year, boy! <laughs>